Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. Whatever, everybody, it's Hollywood Unlocked, Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee at home. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen at home. Yeah, it was DJ Damage, and guess what? I'm at home. <laughs> so hopefully you're watching us on YouTube, and if you are, you're realizing that this cheaply produced show that has come to you for the last four years has better, higher quality production than some of the favorites you're watching on the morning shows because they're kind of, they've been Cringy. struggling. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I agree with you, Jason. I've been watching like, you know, Ellen, you know, the giant that Ellen is and Jimmy Fallon and, and Jimmy Kimmel. And it's just amazing to see how many of these personalities have come to rely like on that machine and that, you know, that massive yeah. production level to kind of make them great. Because at home, they're like snooze fest. Now, you there know? was one comment that I saw that almost drove me off the edge. And it was what a happened? person, can't remember who, but they said... Um, Jason Lee, without all of his mega editing, has no personality and is boring. I was like, but wait, what mega editing? Well, you know, problematic the problematic series, which by the way is one of my proudest inventions. Um, it is it, good. It has, it has great editing, you know. But this show, we don't have a lot of editing. Lot of edit. you know, it's just whatever. But I guess they're they're saying in terms of being able to hold my own talk show that mm. if I have to rely on my personality, I won't make it. <laughs> mm. Um, Are you really I, laughing I would, about I would, that? I would not be able to agree with that one. You well, I, I, I laugh at it. in droves, Jason. Listen, I laugh at it because it's just, you know, people that are miserable are just going to be miserable. And I will mm -hmm. say, you know, shout out to all of our supporters who watched the show. I did go back and read the comments last show. I know that, you know, you guys found me dropping nuts on the floor and Melissa drinking wine. <laughs> and damn it, trying to hold the show together. Very entertaining. We are just trying to make you laugh for at least an hour of your day. Um, and we're trying to find better ways of staying in touch with all of you. So we've been talking about an after show. Yeah. Uh, and so the details are not going to be shared right now, but I'll give you the uh, first opportunity to get more information. You can text um, text show, the word show, text it to 1-310-388-6463. I don't know why I just told you the number because we have an infinite scroll <laughs> at the bottom of this video. I want to say, how are we going to remember this long number? But yeah, definitely check it out right here. The after yes, show is it's coming. It's right here. Okay. So, Melissa, you're excited about today's guest. I am. We've got um, Titus Burgess on. I, hey. oh my God, he's been on Broadway. He's been, you know, where I really got to know who he was was this show called Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And it comes on Netflix. And he's hysterical. Literally has me like with tears in my eyes, hysterical. <laughs> he's a guy, he's somebody that has personality. He's okay. amazing. I like him. Well, well, I know, uh, you know, I'm not as caught up on the arts. You know, I don't go to too many Broadway plays. But, you know, he can throw shade probably better than me because I came to know him from when he was on uh, Andy Cohen's show, Watch What Happens Live, and mm -hmm. Andy tried him and he let Andy have it on his Damn. own show. So, oh, yeah, I he mean, can throw the shade. But he's also an activist, like an LGBTQ activist. So, you know, you guys will, um, you know, be able to share a little, um, you know, share activism? your... Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I had a call. Yes. Speaking of activism, you know, on one of our last shows, I had talked about a friend of mine who was in prison in Kansas, mm -hmm. who was incarcerated for his first time. Uh, eight, he received eight years for one pound of marijuana. I've since then been calling back up there uh, to the prison, but I've had some calls with Yandy and Tamika Mallory. And then um, I had a call with um, 
Van Jones's uh, mm. organization reform. Him and Meek Mill have the organization reform. So we had a productive call this week and we're just building a coalition of people who can help address this issue. But I'm trying to find ways of becoming a part of a bigger conversation because uh, this person is one person to me, but there are millions of people in this country that are you know, incarcerated either for things that they didn't do or have sentences that don't match up with uh, the crime. So uh, you know, I'm gonna lend my voice and my platform platforms to it um, and do what I could do. But I, I just want to shout them out real quick because they did reach out to me when they saw my video. And I appreciate that. But as far as LGBT stuff, um, I want to know from Titus, you know, what opportunities I can get involved with helping the young kids that are bullied for being gay. You know, we've mm -hmm. talked a lot about uh, about uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union's mm -hmm. uh, daughter here on the show. So no, seriously. Other than that, what have you guys been up to? Um, I've been fasting. Wow. I, how is that going? I it's over. I went on a <laughs> I went on a 72 hour water and tea fast. That's good. I, how did it make yeah. you feel? First day was fine. Um, I walked uh, about four miles and I rode my bike for about three miles. And then the second day I walked five miles. Um, second day was a little bit more challenging. Third day I couldn't get out of bed until two o'clock in the afternoon. And then when Ooh. I did, I almost passed out. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like you go through like a sugar detox too when you do those fasts, and that's you the, go the through real a hard fucking part. everything detox. Let me tell you something. I had a grape sitting in a fucking ashtray. That shit looked good. Okay, on the third fucking day, I was literally dying. But I, I came to the point of which I felt like I wasn't exercising enough discipline. You know, especially mm. when it came to my eating habits. I think all of us can kind of agree that we've made one too many trips to the fridge and maybe drank a little bit too much I, I, alcohol. I'm not, I'm not admitting that publicly. Okay, well, I definitely <laughs> am. I definitely am. I felt like I was getting a little too fluffy and it was just, you know, it wasn't sitting right with me. So I was like, I'm an extremist. I'm a Scorpio. So either we're like eating everything in the house or we're starving ourselves and chaining ourselves to like, I don't know, machinery or something. So I did this three-day <laughs> fast just to see if I could power through and I actually made it. I made it the full 72 hours. And then how I broke my fast, I just, I had some, uh, I had made some foods that were mm -hmm. good for the fast and I had cabbage soup. Yum. That sounds disgusting. It's fucking awful. Cabbage soup, yeah. It's awful, but it's Seaweed the easiest, soup. it's the easiest, it's an easy transitional kind of food for the next four days while I'm out of the, you know, getting out okay. of the fast. Next time, like, include me and Jason in these fast so we could all do it together oh, and talk oh, about oh, how shitty Hell no, Jason would never do it. Well, hold, 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 hold on. Jason, I, she underestimating you. I am, I am intermittent fasted Hello. Um, every day now from 8 p.m. to noon. That is my new thing. And I'm going to tell you why I'm deciding to do that. Fine. I had to get rid of the whole diet thing and let me try to do this and that because y'all already know that shit ain't never worked. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I had talked about the uh, journal that I was doing, the planner mm -hmm. that I was doing. I bought this for my team and none of us used it. So I opened Whoever it up. Whoever hasn't used one, send it to me, please. They already have them. I don't know where they are. But mine, I dusted mine off. I looked into it this past week because I felt like I had lost discipline. Although now that I'm home and I don't order out as much, although the doorbell will be ringing any minute with a delivery. Oh, um, I have I have been, I've, I'm ordering something really healthy, but I've been cooking my own food. Now that I've started my planner, and as you can see, I've been writing, these are my scores. 
and I've been writing in my planner, I am holding myself accountable. Come on, Jason. To different things. I've walked three miles every day on my treadmill. I Hello. have taken all my vitamins. I've drank all my water and teas. I did my COVID-19 test, which by the way, the results come out. Well, they'll be out already. I ain't got it, ain't had it, don't want it. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm learning discipline. I'm going to read more, add in reading. I've been playing the piano. I mean, I'm coming out of this shit like Mozart. He he did. I I, he FaceTimed FaceTime me and he had uh, he was in front of a piano. And I was like, did you fucking buy that on Amazon? I, You know what? I'm going shopping at your house when this is over because you ain't going to fucking use any of the shit you've been buying. I'm That's first true. in line for the treadmill. I'm just saying. And damage, if you want to do a fast, let's do a grape and lemon fast. OK, we could do that for like seven days. Damn, oh, just grapes it, and lemon? It gets better. Hold on. <laughs> I'm mad that Jason has a piano. I want to see Jason in front no, of no, a piano. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. It, it, he can flip a switch and you. it sounds like an organ. I'm not going to tell you what these are. But my brother called me and said, I'm going to help you clean out your gut. And I was like, hold on a minute. I ain't never Ooh, had no that sounds, man. That sounds, yeah. <laughs> I ain't never had no man tell me they're going to help clean my gut out. That's <laughs> shit that I ended my brother on top of that. I was like, my nigga, we're going to have to use different words. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, so I got all of this intestinal cleanse stuff to do all the, um, you know how we have worms and what do you have it? What do you it's call a parasitic it? cleansing kit. I know. Tell him to send me one, please. No, it's mm. the, he doesn't have a kid. And stop asking us to send you everything. Go to Amazon. Do you have an Amazon account? <laughs> I do have an Amazon account. I'm poor right now, okay? Like the rest of the fucking world, okay? So, I'm not... <laughs> so I bought all send these. it my way. I bought all of these. So it's a two-week detox where you have to eat a lot of greens and juicing and all that. Mm -hmm. And with these pills. But you can't really go nowhere because all these parasites and all of your stuff in your intestine comes out. And so it helps you to absorb all the minerals. You know, I did the CMOS and... Mm -hmm. I've been trying to, because losing weight and all of that can't happen until you clean out your gut so you can process everything. No, so, that's true. All right. Well, enough about my gut. So, Damage, what are you working on? <laughs> well, unlike you guys, I haven't been playing the piano or doing any cool fasting. But no, 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 seriously, y'all know I've been juicing for the past six months. So, I've been on my little sea moss. Yeah, y'all been see, I come into the, to the, the studio with my juice. Y'all don't pay me any money. I'm glad everybody in the world can see this. Y'all don't no, pay it's me not, It's not that. It's that we used to have a host who said that they were gaining weight for a film. And it was like every week this person was gaining weight. And it was for a film. But, yeah, I ain't seen it on the, on uh, Amazon or whatever. But I, I, I'm glad that you're doing it. Stay no, committed. no, we've been, I've been doing it for a while. I want to catch up with y'all. Can we do a bike ride? Melissa got a bike. Jason, I know you can find a bike in there. Can we go out? We need to do something as Let's a Let's do team. a bike ride. Let's I'm going to have parasites coming out my ass. I'm not riding a bike right now. Let me Thank get my- Thank you for that visual, Jason. Let me get I these worms that. out. Let me, let me get in touch with my intestines a little better. And then, you know, because <laughs> my intestines, they had a lot of activity. I mean, well, one way it has. It ain't that, the, that is, that is, that's so, something new. One way, one way- one way sign on my intestine. All right. Uh, I, now I have the worst visual in life yeah, I'm not inside my head right I mean, now. I can send you a picture what comes no, out. No, please don't. Please, okay. God, no. Please, God, no. All right. My I, heart. Find, I am. I have. I have a new infatuation with feces, though. I don't know what no, it is. Okay. Not, no. Wait, no. Listen, listen. Not putting it on a person or myself, but like looking at it to see no, how healthy it Jason, looks. Jason, I'm going to no, stop you right there. No, no, no we're not. I think everybody fucking... should look at their feces to know how healthy their bowel movements are. Okay, I'm going to give somebody something to look at. Next week, I'm doing a free webinar, man, uh, for all everybody. 
<laughs> I'm trying to change the subject. It's it's called maximize the influence. That's happening next Friday, May first. Don't be staring at your feces. Jason. No, fuck it. You know what? I'm down with the fuck shit. Jason, what has your poop told no, you? No, no, no. I want to know. What has your I, poop I, I, told I, you? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. My poop has told me that <laughs> I'm full of shit. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Yup. Right, it ain't never lied. Enough of this fuck shit. Titus is here. <laughs> All right, everybody. We have joining us Emmy and SAG nominated actor. Titus Burgess. I am a huge fan. Hey, hey, we are so hey. glad to have you here. <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. Okay, so how are you spending your time quarantining? That's like the first question that we ask all of our guests. You know, what? we've been talking about the various things that we're getting into. Jason's buying every single thing that's available on fucking Amazon right now. Exactly. So what are you getting into during quarantine? How have you been keeping yourself sane? I wake up um, and then I take a nap. <laughs> that nap life yes and then I go to the kitchen back to the couch maybe go to the piano and I repeat and stir <laughs> like a martini yes, yes. <laughs> you know what you know what's so crazy um, well besides the fact that you are one of the very few people that has worked for a long time because you know some people they they come out, they do their thing, and then they go away. You're well accomplished on Broadway and television and so forth. But nobody, I don't think we've had anybody on this show that reads better than I do. Mm. I mean, you give a good reading because I can say with all your accomplishments and awards, you know, I won't ever forget you on Watch What Happens Live. Um, mm -hmm. You became my hero that day. I said, well, who the fuck, what, what's happening? What's going on? But wait, what happened? I'm going to let you tell it. I'm not rehashing this. Okay, Titus Titus was in a movie with Eddie Murphy, mm -hmm. and he didn't just do a job, he built a relationship. And mm -hmm. in this city, we all know relationships change depending on what rooms you're in. You know, Maybe you're cool, but you get to me and everybody else ain't cool, so now you're not cool. Well, Titus went on Andy's show, and Andy tried it, and did a little slick remark, and Titus read him for filth, and then uh, went on the Wendy show to explain why he read him for filth a little bit. Not really, Wendy tried to drag it out of him. But it just, for me, it was, the yeah, it was the good reading, but it was also how you demonstrated loyalty that stood out for me, which was very rare from what I see from people these days. I, 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 won't, I will speak to why I spoke up for, Aunt, uh, spoke up, uh, for Eddie. Um, I don't know him in the way that um, Andy was presenting him. I, I've heard of, of things that, you know, happened in, in the past, but Eddie was wonderful and, and creative and collaborative and generous and put me in my first major motion picture. I, what, what world did they think I was going to say anything but wonderful things about him? And I didn't have to lie because he's wonderful. So I just thought, you know, and also we were celebrating a legend who was, I hate the word uh, comeback, but, um, you know, who decided to reemerge and grace us with his presence. Mm -hmm. And um, I, it deserved um, a certain uh, fanfare and um, a proper pop and circumstance. And I was not going to uh, dethrone that. Do you feel like that's a trend today where people are trying to bring down our icons? Do you feel like that's like a trend that you see happening lately? I think the world is by and large very disgruntled. I think the presence of social media has made everyone feel famous, 
just made everyone feel like they have their own court. Mm-hmm. They are the judge, they are the plaintiff, they are the juror, everything. And it gives this sort of false sense of... Um, Authority? Uh, yes, yes, it, exactly. And and I think people don't get full stories and don't consider, you know, what someone was perhaps going through or, or, or you know, there are many factors that play into to why people behave the way that they behave. But more importantly, you know, if, if an icon or a legend or someone is, is going through a time, that is a time to extend grace and lift them up. And that is when they are in trouble and they need uh, our support. You know, this whole thing about cancel culture, I'm not so, I'm not so on board with that. I, I, I think you don't just throw out um, a body of work. Um, the work is the work and the person is the person. You don't have to like the person, but you can still celebrate all the good that they did. What's up, everybody? We've got another Hollywood hookup for yes. you. Okay, so I imagine that all of you have some time on your hands, just like I do. So I do too. <laughs> so I've had to find some new and creative ways of biding my time. And guess what I found? What you got? I went to the Apple App Store and I found this new game. It's called Best Fiends. Now, I heard about this. Tell me more. Yes. So it's not best friends. I'm not making an error here. It's called best fiends. It's really, really cute. So it's got these little monsters in it and stuff like that. Um, But it's a really, really dope game. It's very casual for newbies like me um, who are getting involved in the online gaming world. Um, It already already has like 100 million downloads and it's got tons of five-star reviews. So it's a lot of fun. So wait, I heard about this. It's a puzzle game, right? Yeah, it's a puzzle game, but the best part about it is every single month there's new updates, creative ways to play the game that are incorporated in it so it keeps the challenge going and like I said, I personally love it. It's my new favorite thing to do when I'm sitting in front of the TV and letting it watch me cuz I've watched everything on Netflix. Have you been playing it with like your other friends or something cuz you haven't played it with me yet? Okay, well, now's our opportunity, okay? We can play it together. And then the longer that you stay on, the more characters that you can accumulate. Like, it's a lot of fun. And the best part is, like I said, every single month they change up the theme so you never get bored with this. And here's also the best part. You don't have to use your data plan in order to use it. All you got to use is your Wi-Fi. Hello. I have a lot of friends that play Best Fiends and they say they get more competitive with their friends. Um, It changes the way they look at things. Like... It's really opened up their mind as far as cracking down puzzles and things. So I heard Best Fiends is dope. I can't wait to play with you, Melissa, and just hope you know I'm very competitive. So I'm playing the beach. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. But I'm gonna I'm gonna kick your butt. Let me tell you that. So what we want you guys to do is we want you guys to go to your Apple App Store or if you have an Android, why? Uh, go to Google Play and download Best Fiends. Okay, yes. it is like the most awesome cool game. You're going to be totally addicted, but in the best possible way. And this is a great way to like keep your brain stimulated because watching TV, it's just, it's just after a while, it's not good for you. So no. challenge your mind and stimulate your brain by using Best Fiends. Download it now on the Apple App Store or on Google Play. And that was your Hollywood hookup. Talk about social media and, um, you know, nowadays, anybody besides being the judge, jury, plaintiff, defendant and the, the, the court circus. Right. There's also, you know, people that are making careers out of being active on Instagram. 
that's great that you have all that visibility, but we can't forget the contributions of our legends. Like I remember Eddie Murphy raw. I sat in the house as a kid saying all those words I wasn't supposed to say, you know, delirious and all the movies, when you put all of his work together, Saturday night live, being able to look like us on a show like that and push the envelope. I mean, his contributions warrant respect. I, I, I wonder going about piggybacking off what damage says, um, what do you think about how the industry, not the industry, people treat our black icons, specifically like a Whitney Houston when she died? I remember how they treated her. What do you think? That is part of why I got so terse on Watch What Happens Live because we we don't do that. No, no one's dragging. What's the guy who plays Iron Man? Iron the uh, um, uh, Robert oh. Downey Jr. Yeah. His, no and, one's bringing and, up and, his sordid past about the drugs and the alcohol and the uh, constant Char rehab visits, et cetera. Charlie, Everyone's Charlie, focusing Charlie, on the now. Charlie Sheen, who caught HIV, sleeping with hookers and prostitutes and doing all type of things. Exactly. So I just kind of feel like, you know, it just seems so, it, we get thrown, you know, uh, to the lions uh, way too easily. And I was just, I was not here for it. I was just like, how, how, how dare you? But look, Andy and I have since spoken through, um, direct message when he caught coronavirus i felt bad for him and i was like look brother praying for you and that was that i have no ill will towards him he does his thing but i i am not uh i'm nobody's fool and i i don't hold my tongue very easily and i'm i'm not about bullshit and mm -hmm. you know I, you won't drag me into it i'm not a member of the real housewives of Atlanta. I live for it. I I, I just want to say thank you for having the courage and you know i'm gay too that so that was that was that didn't take courage. I think it does though, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because oh it doesn't. Well, first of all, it, when you're somebody like a you or me who doesn't have a problem with confrontation, who has a talent and uh, won't allow people to minimize that or disrespect the people that they're close to, in some in some plat in some platforms in some arenas, it does take a sense of courage to be who you are. You know, I I don't have any fear of doing what I do and saying what I say. And when mm -hmm. I watched you step in and stand up, I didn't see an ounce of fear, but it was who you are. But doesn't that take courage? No, I'm an only child. I've had myself to entertain and to answer to for years. Uh, I'm also a Pisces. I feel everything to the nth degree. Um, the, the problems that I encounter are other people having problems with people's individuality. My individuality is all that I have known. So I have nothing to compare it to. So no, that was not an act of courage on my part. It was just mm. you. It was just me. It was just you. I'm a Scorpio, so I feel the the Pisces energy. <laughs> you know and, I, and, and I get along with thing. Pisces. I don't know what it is. I fuck with Pisces. Pisces, Leos, and Scorpios. Yes. Yes. Well, that's us. Pisces That's turn up, man. Pisces are crazy now. Pisces can be a little. <laughs> they can no, be a little. No. They, they can be a little emotional, but you know that's that's just what you know. Our whole um, what our our signs that have if you're happen. if you're a Gemini, stay away from me. I don't. I can't. I think we can I all agree with that. Stay away. From I, me love Gemini. Gemini. oh, I love Gemini. Oh, I love Gemini. You're insane. I don't understand. <laughs> like, Any, no. I don't understand. Wait, Listen, I, I, I want to give context to what everybody was saying. The movie that we're discussing is yes. um, Dolomite is my name. So that was your first major um, theatrical role, correct? That's correct. And also okay. another. Sorry, to, to, no, no, no. Go ahead. But the 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 larger 
more beautiful thing was Eddie was not only uh, having a, um, a reemergence, but he was celebrating an icon that no one knew was an icon except industry people. So mm-hmm. there were a duality going on there and mm-hmm. and so that you wouldn't even, you wouldn't just be taking down Eddie Murphy you you would also be undermining uh, um, um, dolomite you know it, it just it's it's it was just so much more than just uh, I'm not going to talk bad about Eddie Murphy it was like these are our legends and it takes us so long to get things to come into fruition so you know a slip of the tongue can just bring this stuff uh, t- tumbling down so I just I wasn't I, I I thought that it was a cheap attempt at clickbait, honestly. I mean, like to bring up, you know, the jokes that Eddie Murphy made when he was doing Raw and Delirious. Like, I think I was a kid when those when those standups came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is the process of evolution that everybody, you know, goes through. It's, and to not acknowledge that was just like, I don't know. It was it was a little tacky on, on his behalf at, at an attempt to you know, bring up something that was just, it, it was really, really antiquated. Yeah. And the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, Eddie Murphy, not only is he an icon, he didn't go anywhere. He just quietly st- was making movies that made sense to him. Like, I'm a huge fan of one of the movies that I don't know. I don't know anyone that's seen it. It's called Mr. Church, but I advise yeah, everybody to watch that, that was movie. was a good one. That movie one? was fantastic. And mo- most people don't even know, but it came out in like 2016. So he has mm-hmm. been working since this reemergence, but it's just, you have to be a true fan to really yeah, know that. And you know what else? If, if there was going to be an additional apology or, or an acknowledgement of minced words in the past against the, the LGBTQ community, um, I was the living embodiment of the bridge. He mm-hmm. had me in his movie, the gayest thing on the planet. You <laughs> know what I mean? So like... <laughs> Come on, guys. Well, let me let me ask you. So, um, Dolomite, um, how, it got some criticism, though, right? I mean, when you look at a project like that, you have the original, and then you have this new body of work for Dolomite fans. Who I didn't follow Dolomite when I was a kid or younger, but so it was a it was an introduction to me of Dolomite. But for some who had watched it before. People, some people were critical. What did you think of people's reception to it? I, I didn't hear anything but praise. You, you're schooling me. What, what was the critique? I, I mean, so, so, yeah, some people had said that. I mean, they were just, I think, um, comparing nuances, right? And I feel like it, it would be the same was, if you did. It wasn't a remake of the yeah. film. This was a biopic about the making of the film. Mm. So in, in, in order to compare that. Would be unfair. It would be unfair. That's not even yeah. what we're doing. So once again, these people <laughs> don't have the whole context of the story. Well, people keep I, I, I think what's dope about the film is, you know, even though it's based on a biopic of something that happened in the past, it's so today. It's about doing it on your own, you know, yes. pulling yourself by, by the bootstraps and making it happen, never giving up, being relentless. So when I watched the film, that's what I took from it. Me not even being a comedian, just the fact that this dude created his own budget, did everything on his own. Every, when everybody was saying no... He said, fuck it, I'm going to do it my way. So Absolutely. I thought the film was amazing. Rudy Ray Moore is the American dream, if there ever was one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, oh, that, that, I mean, that's, that's a great way to put it. I think no, that people, story. But I also think it's important for people when they watch black film to get more out of what we contribute to this, to the culture or to movies is that we're not going to all show up as drug addicts and hookers and whatever else I think people want to put us in. So I think like, you know, to be able to see like films like this, even my favorite set it off that, you know, you see four women that have their individual issues, but you see the stories behind why they make decisions that they do. Right. You know Nothing what I mean? So, face value. There's there's yeah. always 
a, a subtextual energy that's going on that brings uh, forth uh, certain decisions. So yes, I agree with you. So let me ask you a question. So I had a, a conversation with Kevin Hart, switching gears really quick. Um, I was very critical of him. I did a video that went viral. He called me. We had a conversation about it. In part, there was a conversation around him not being able to host the Oscars because of him doubling down on, or not really doubling down on, but not fully owning the comments that he made towards members of our community back on tweets years ago. Um, actually, what he did was, let me say it correctly, he had said that uh, he would beat the gay out of his son or something like that, right? There was a, anyway, he had made some disparaging comments and he wasn't able to host the Oscars. What did you take from that whole experience? Um, if you know what I'm talking about. Listen, I, I, the truth is I don't know all of the, the context. I remember hearing something about it, but I don't know Kevin Hart. I've never worked with Kevin Hart. Um, he has built up a body of work, obviously, that is uh, you know, the force to be reckoned with. As for comments, you guys, if we all dug into Facebook and Friendster before we were all who we became, none of us will have jobs. True. None of us. Facts. Facts. Big facts. So well, they, they dig mine out. If they dig mine out, we wouldn't be here doing this interview. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna condemn that. No, that's a terrible thing to say and think and feel, but I rather than hate him, I feel sorry for him if that is the way he feels because uh, uh, or the way I, he felt because that was like the, the tweet was like 10 years old. It was yeah, forever yeah. ago. It was it was stand-up that he had done the same thing as Eddie Murphy, just different time. Sure. Just we have yeah. to give humans room to evolve. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you can't um, hold, uh, sentence someone uh, mm -hmm. for something they've done in the past, especially since they have moved forward and, and uh, tried to, to walk a different way. Give them a chance to, to put their money where their mouths is. And if they repeat it, then we got problems. But, you know, everyone, everyone changes. We, everyone, the whole world just changed a month ago. <laughs> Very true. Very true. I wanted to actually ask you if, um, you know, the whole quarantine shelter in place, stay at home um, situation has affected the Aretha um, Franklin biopic that you're a part of. You are playing, it's called Respect, and it's supposed Ooh. to open in theaters December 25th, and you play um, James Cleveland, um, the Reverend Dr. James Cleveland, who is a gospel singer, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm wondering, like, first, is it, you know, still on track to come out in movie theaters at that time? Were you guys finished filming? And then talk to us a little bit about what that was like. It was with um, um, uh, Jennifer Hudson and Marlon Wayans, right? Wayans, Forrest Whitaker, Heather. Yes. Yes. Big dog to this film. Mary yes. J. Blige. Uh, the, the, the cast was just outstanding. Mm -hmm. Jennifer Hudson is going to blow you guys' minds. This woman has shown a, a, a part of her skill set that I didn't know existed. Um, and even, um, you know, in hindsight, it, 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 I, I get a little sad because I, I boxed her in. It's just, just this singer, you know, she, she's such a beautiful, thoughtful actress. And she turns in such a wonderfully tempered, measured performance. And it's so nuanced and it's just brilliant. And Forrest Whitaker is terrifying as the Reverend C.L. Franklin. He, he's, he captures that man's essence um, so beautifully. Uh, as far as I know, it is still on track to come out um, in select theaters on, on Christmas Day. But, you know, who who knows if we'll be ready to, I don't, I know I'm not ready to go sit in a movie theater next to nobody. So <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how that's going to 
work out, but I hope so. I, you know, it is, it's a wonderful, wonderful production. And uh, I grew up listening to James uh, Cleveland. And uh, when I was directing the choir back when I was um, home in Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, and shame on you, Georgia, for reopening the states. I was, I was about to ask about you, what are your thoughts on Georgia? Because, yeah, because the governor I mean, is I mean, mayor. They had a chance to get it right. Um, what's her name uh, that had ran for governor out there? Oh, uh, Stacey, Stacey Abrams. Uh, Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Stacey Abrams. They had a chance to get it right. So now look at look at what you got. Mm. Well, I, I don't. I don't. I don't live there anymore. Um, but my, my family is there and I told them, I was like, don't fall for this shit. Um, this is targeted and it tar- this thing, this whole Corona thing is target targeting, uh, you know, ethnic communities and, and the disenfranchised and poor communities. And I just, and the first thing I'm nervous that our people are going to do is start having church and I, we, we can't do that. And it's just not time. We don't know enough about this virus and we don't know enough about how it mutates or any of that stuff to, to be so, you know, to be quick, social again, to be social. and not social distancing, et cetera, not adhering to the, you know, the rules that we have been absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that aside, um, I hope, I hope we are able to, to open by then, but you know, I guess everyone has to figure out a plan B now, you know, I, I don't even know what the landscape of TV will look like, you know, yeah. and, filming where there's a couple of, I was about to film this movie and uh, that got pushed. So, you know, who knows, who knows what's going to happen. Okay. Well, speak, a job with radio. <laughs> Speaking of filming um, TV shows, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I was a fan since episode one. Okay. <laughs> this, if you guys have not seen this show, you have got to watch it. It is hysterical. It's got Jane oh, Krasinski in it. Um, I can't remember what Kimmy Schmidt's name, because that's I, how I, I call her now. Is Kimber, Jane Krakowski, and Carol Kane. Um, mm-hmm. Tina Fey, obviously, uh, is the creator. Her and Robert uh, Carlock and a whole slew of guest stars. That was the most um, charm. You emerge as, you really emerge as the star of that show, honestly. Like, I mean, the, the every, everybody is wildly funny, but you had me in hysterics. Like, I really, really enjoyed um, enjoy watching that show. Well, thank you. What did I, you I, think like when you first got the script and read the the character you'd be playing, which oh, is your name, Titus? Yeah. Well, so my manager texts me. She's like, when's the last, I was on 30 Rock for like two seasons. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. And um, so that was in, ended in like 2009. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to tell you this whole story. I'm just see if I can fast forward it. Uh, I was living in uh, Hell's Kitchen on 47th Street between 8th and 9th. And uh, the day that I ended my 30 Rock um, arc, I came home and I prayed. I was like, God, if you give me, you know, a series regular and this pedigree of writers, you know, I'll do this and this and this and this. Doesn't matter what I named. Cut to, then I got evicted. Cut to five years later, I'm living in Harlem in a basement apartment. Get a text from my manager. She goes, Titus, when's the last time you spoke to Tina Fey? I was like, girl, like five years ago. It's not like we meet up every weekend and braid each other's hair. Um, and, um, and so um, she goes, well, either you're about to get a job or this is a cruel, cruel joke. And she sent me the snapshot of the breakdown that said Titus, um, down on his luck actor, uh, living in the basement apartment in Harlem, wants to be a Broadway star. Well, I wanted to be a Broadway star. I was living in the basement apartment in Harlem and I did not have a job. That's insane. Cut to me getting the job. I was told to, the first day to show up to 
uh, 52nd Street and 8th Avenue, and they said someone, or 9th Avenue, and they said someone will walk you to your trailer. You guys, my hand to God, my trailer was right outside the apartment where I prayed for the job. I could have. No, 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 no. I believe. I I believe you. I believe you, and I'm gonna tell you why I believe you. And this is why our camera guy is laughing because this story, what people don't realize is that the power of prayer is real. It really is. And I feel like this is the same story that Oprah said when she got uh, color purple. It's the same story. We had Nick Cannon here on the show. I asked him for while and out. I went to Hawaii with a snack, prayed. I was like, nigga, give me the job. I got it. Um, And the same with Jennifer Lewis. If you read her book, the same one when she got blackish, she was on vacation. She was ready to give up. She gave it to God and said the same thing. And I just think that um, people don't really understand the value of prayer and really manifesting what you want. Yes. So real. And you, and the the thing about that uh, prayer and manifestation, I believe there's also an element of removing your expectations of what the outcome is going to look like. It's surrendering. It's just the surrendering of what you want and giving it to the, yeah. I better talk about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let me so let me ask you as a um, activist in the LGBT community, I now have started to um, you know look for organizations that Hollywood Unlocked and our show and our platform can partner with. Um, I've been very um, vocal about my support of um, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union and how they're raising their daughter um, who's transitioning. What do you think about the criticism they've gotten, and what uh, organizations do you? support or how are you active in the um lgbt movement well first of all i hate the word uh the word activist um what word do you prefer advocate uh, yes that's a wonderful human word um and it allows for uh you to to fight for what's right and make mistakes Mm -hmm. um you know what i mean Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I um, so there's that. I can't believe that there's criticism. Yes, I can. We still live in a very homophobic world, and you know, my brothers have not been the most supportive of their brothers um, or sisters or trans sisters and brothers. Uh, and uh, it is a very it has been a slow uh, maturation process, um, and you factor in religion, there's all sorts of reasons that people, you know, are unable to, um, to open up and, and see how wonderfully, beautifully human and the same, uh, we all are, we're more like than we are not. Um, so I think it's so beautiful. I forget the young guys, uh, or is she's trans now, right? Yes. Uh, his, but yes. She's, she's 12. So, but to know yourself that well, um, at yeah. such an early age, um, and had they um, ignored it and had they suppressed it, it would have done irreparable damage to psychologically, and it could have had horrific ramifications. Uh, um, you know, it, us um, not being able to be ourselves, um, coming into the world the way um, heterosexual people are by and large. Um, and then you add uh, socioeconomic status and you, you, you add um, color, um, you add all sorts of things. It just, the, the suppression and the suffocation gets more and more and more extreme. And uh, so to not 
allow that to be so wonderfully expressed at an early age um, would be detrimental. And they've set a wonderfully beautiful example. And I think they should stop entertaining these critics. Just stop entertaining them altogether and focus on her and keep it moving. So you, you've talked about um, Frank Ocean being an inspiration. I know when he came out with Bad Religion, I felt like he was telling my love story because that was literally the unrequited love, the um, experience I had had with my first boyfriend. Do you think that, um, well, two questions. One, do you think the world is finally ready to start embracing more of us in it in terms of being uh, at the front of the arts, whether it's music or film or television? And two, do you think that they want specifically black gay men to be more of what the stereotypical gay man looks like in terms of over flamboyance or um, what the whole, you know, I don't do makeup. I don't wear heels. That's me. I know some people do, but I kind of feel like, um, and I have been vocal about believing that the industry, the particularly mainstream media wants to have a specific look of what that means to our community on covers of magazines or in stuff. Um, well, honestly, Jason, the way you've prepared that question, um, plays right into what the mainstream media uh, wants, which is for us to ask for permission. Um, you, you said, you know, do, what do they want and, and do they, are they ready for, who gives a fuck what they're ready for and who gives a fuck what they want? Right. I don't care. I, I don't care. And I, I, if you look at people like RuPaul, who, I mean, there, it doesn't get more trailblazier than that. Mm. Um, and, and all that uh, he has done, um, not asking for permission, you know, don't uh, take a no from someone who doesn't have the power to give you a yes. Uh, so I say, you know, what, what Gabrielle and uh, is it Wade uh, are fostering? Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, Dwayne, yeah. Thank you. Um, what Dwayne are fostering uh, and their daughter is going to give way for more trailblazing. I mean, he, he, knowing one's self that uh, young, think of all the ways he's going or she's going to be able to express herself um, and all the things that we will get um, creatively as a result. And it'll, it takes more output like that that is going to um, force the world to, uh, uh, you know, either the, the world will be ambushed into finally uh, accepting the fullness of all of us or, um, you know, they have to scoot over and get out of the way. It's, it's one yeah. of the but we're not going anywhere. But I think it's more about the next generation in, in our future because, you know, a lot of people are going to be stuck in their ways. And if, if they open themselves up and are ready to evolve, good. If not, who cares? Because I feel like with her, knowing who she is so young and then having her peers, if they start accepting her, we're starting a new normal for the next generation. And I think that's what, what it's all about, you know, creating the next generation that's going to be better, more accepting and more loving. That's all we can really focus our energy on. Yeah, and what is everyone so fucking afraid of? Like, well, no, I, I I agree, and when I and let me be clear, I'm not saying we ask for their permission whatsoever. So if that, if, if, yeah, if that came across as an invitation, because no, no. I I give zero fucks, I'm gonna be gay. <laughs> he doesn't ask permission for shit. I, I'm gonna be well, I, well, we're not gonna talk about okay. shit. Okay, okay. No. But no, I mean, I just I I do agree, like what you're saying in terms of supporting their daughter and being able to continue to push the conversation of equality, you know, because we all live in the same planet together. And I look at, you know, when people talk about civil rights or, you know, women's rights or whatever, I, I feel like just the basic human right. We all got the right to live here. We all got the right to do what we want. We all got the right to believe what we want. Agreed. Yes, I agree. I, I, I also think um, 
this it's not to go back to politics, but like we have to vote out people who make it impossible for us to um, uh, to retain those rights, um, so that we have the opportunity to do all the things that that we're talking about. So it's going to take the young people to to do that because or it either has to die out or be voted out. So if Joe Biden wins the uh, presidency, maybe Titus should, could be the vice president. Oh. <laughs> well, we, that White House, let me tell you, said so that inauguration. You, in, in, in a press conference, as, <laughs> I'm going to cut some folks out. I'd be out of impeached so fast. No. I would give everything to hear it. It would be hilarious. I would be your press secretary. Anything you need oh, me to say God. for you. You would be hilarious. No one would get a word in. You would just be reading them for filth left and right. I was talking to Melissa in preparation of for this interview. She was like, oh my God, he's, I mean, she's like your biggest fan. And um, yeah, she's, she, she watches. I can't everything. wait to talk about Dishmantled. Ah. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, I love, I love it. Jason, have you seen Dishmantled? Have you guys seen it yet? I just got my Quibi, uh, my Quibi thing. They sent me something to go and watch everything. There's so much content on there, but I know we've been meeting with Quibi and it is, it's an exciting new platform that a lot of people are really, really excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just for some backstory, you know, so um, Dishmantled is a, it's a cooking uh, show. It's a competition cooking show. I love it because it's, you know, within Quibi's 10 minute format, which is fantastic. Um, and it's just, it's so exciting. Okay. So first of all, the shakshuka, like I wanted to eat everything. Okay. The judges are so lucky. By the way, when we get out of this shit, can I be a judge? Please, like, please, please, please. I want to be a judge so badly, but like I watched the one with the shakshuka, the sweet potato, uh, shepherd's pie, the, uh, pesto zoodles. Like I was in it. You, Jason, you have to see this. It was so good. Um, yeah. I love this format. It's so people's attention span is very short these days. And, like a goldfish. Um, yeah, and we spend all our time on on our phone. I don't know who thought of Quibi, but Jeff Katzenberg and, and mm-hmm. Co. Um, hats off, you know, because it's it, it's a clever clever new format. And I like this show because um, it's sort of it's like what is that show that all the goo on Nickelodeon, the green goo would would fall down the slime the where they throw the slime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that meets, you know, because um, most cooking top shows, chef. top chef. Most yeah. cooking shows uh, take themselves very seriously, and the stakes are very, very high. And you know, they're, they're turning out uh, the next restaurateur, restaurateur, or, or entrepreneur, or uh, celebrity chef, or whatever. And this isn't about any of that. It's just about um, enjoying the recreation of a dish. And if you come close to doing it, you win five thousand dollars, and you get to blow Please. shit up. <laughs> I tell you what, that is the best therapy. It feels so good. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Like you guys, when you watch it, okay, so there's two people that are going up against each other to create a dish. So then they're standing there and the dish itself gets exploded all over them. They're wearing like these hazmat suits with glasses. So then they have to start picking the stuff off of them and the walls and eating it to to figure out what the dish is. And then they've got like 30 minutes to make the dish. But do they at least get to wear a a cap or something? Because I couldn't even imagine. No, they're wearing like a whole hazmat suit and glasses and stuff, but their mouth is exposed and like they get all kinds of chunks blown into their mouth. It's It's so awesome. I love it. I love it. And the, the people have come really close to, you know, what they, or figured out exactly what got blown into their face. And they're just picking stuff up off the floor and eating. It's 
it's it's it's a wild creation of a, of a show that's, I, no, that's I, I really crazy. enjoy it did you did you produce that show, that that show concept or did they approach you about no, it? No, they they came to me <clears throat> about well, this was last summer when we or about this time last year. Um, we had just wrapped the movie for Kimmy, I guess, and um, they were like, you know, do you want to? Literally, they said, do you want to blow stuff up onto people? And I was <laughs> like, ah, uh, maybe. And I wasn't trying to be no host, but you know, I'm I'm an actor, like so. Once you start to cross over into I don't. I never want to dilute my main offering or, or, or dethrone it by emerging as all of these other other things. Um, and um, I got this little ring light on. Hang on, wipe the sweat off. Uh, <laughs> Lord, Mercy, God, I have my ring light on too, and it's just like oh, it I also got blazing a over it. here, blazing. Um, anyways, they, they approached me about it, and and, and I, I was like, I don't, I don't know that I even have the skill set to to host and but now I'm about to do this other thing with Netflix that they may not have announced so I better stop there but it's uh it's another hosting thing but it's a, it's a whole different skill set I don't know how y'all do it I I it's too much responsibility just give me you're some You're really you're good at it. I will um, say that you are you're good at it and you're entertaining, you know, at, uh, as it relates to Dishmantled you're pulling it out. Yeah, off. but you got you got the personality. I mean, for to be able to do that, and I mean, you don't just act; you also do Broadway. It's, I mean, you you just have talent, and I just feel like people don't realize, like especially now with everything going digital, you can really create all types of different things to feed people. Because, like you said, people are on their phones all day long trying to find mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, I appreciate you doing this interview via the internet, which I really am not a fan of this setup we have. But I mean, I don't want to catch the Rona. You don't want to catch the Rona. But the minute the minute that we are back into full form here and you're in L.A., please stop by so we can have a kiki and have. I love you guys' show. I think I think you are so clever, so funny, so witty. And all you're so thoughtful. And you asked you. I love the way you see the world and you had such a variety um, so thank you for having me on. God, we're going to have to make that a soundbite because I ain't never heard that put like that. Hello. <laughs> now, Titus, Titus said it, so I don't want to hear nothing else from none of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Titus, thank you so much. Of course, of course. Appreciate like you. All right, well, we'll keep in touch. Thank you so much. Of course. What up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button and don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also don't forget to share and leave a comment because we are reading.